You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been wonderful having them as our partner on this show. All right, Carol, one of our favorite places in town. Always love hearing what they're up to. Got some cool new exhibits. I'm looking forward to the conversation. This place is good for all kids, old kids, young kids, the in-between kids. So we're very excited to be joined today by Karen Kelly. She's the Director of Exhibits and Education for the Children's Museum of Atlanta. Welcome to the show, Karen, and take a minute to tell us about yourself. Okay. I'm really glad to be here and join you all to talk about the museum. That is always fun. I have been working at the museum for 16 years this year. So it has been an exciting and fun ride. And my kids have grown up here and now they're in college. So it has just been a terrific place to work and to educate and have fun educating children and their families. Director of exhibits at a children's museum. Is is there a cooler job on the planet? There really is not a cooler job on the planet. They pay me to play with giant toys and make sure they're educational. (laughs) That's awesome. So if you've been listening closely, you kind of get the gist of what this is all about. But Karen, for those listening who are not familiar with the museum, uh, remind them kind of the mission and purpose. Right. So our mission for the museum is to inspire and educate children through the power of play. Children learn in our age range. We are focused on children zero to third grade. But as Carol mentioned earlier, you can have kids of all ages here, including 99-year-old kids. But the idea is that that age range learns best through play. They're their own best teachers with their parents and adult caregivers. So our museum is set up to allow them that freedom, that initiative to play and learn. And we all like to play. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got some really fun new exhibits. I know we're going to talk about some of those today. Talk a little bit about your Step Up to Science exhibit. You know, what's special about it and how does it demonstrate cause and effect? Right. So we are so excited about this new exhibit. And I want to thank the Cognizant Foundation for supporting the the exhibit series. They've supported this one and the one that's coming in the spring, which is about engineering. So our cause and effects exhibit series are divided up. And this one is called Force and Motion. That's how forces, how you make things happen, what pushes them, what acts on them. So we have some really exciting interactives and engaging things in the exhibit for your kids. We have things like our um, racetrack where the children can build different sizes and shapes of cars and see one which goes fastest down the track. That has been insanely popular with parents and kids as well. We have our wind tunnel where they can design a rocket or a shape and see how it flies up in the air or if it doesn't fly at all and then figure it out and redo it. This is all about open-ended experimentation. So there's not one result, there's not one path, And the kids can try and see if they can make it better, see what went wrong, see what happens again. One of my personal favorites is our augmented reality flow wall. It demonstrates air and fluid dynamics. So you can stand in front of it and you see waves and motions moving around you and you can magnetize, there are magnetic shapes that go on the wall. So you can build a dam and see what water does when it goes around a dam. It's fun. It's again, open-ended play. And it's a great combination of technology 
and hands-on activity, which is the way children learn best. You, all of our technology in the museum tries to incorporate physical activity with it so that kids not only learn with their eyes, but also learn with their hands and their bodies. I have 11 directions I want to go with this conversation. I don't know where to start. I love this hands-on focus of yours. Uh, sitting in a classroom looking at a textbook, yeah. that's important, but gosh, there's so much more to learning and and what I never realized until I was much older, the you know, the importance of learning how to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big gist of what you guys are about. I mean, the, in just thinking about cause and effect, God, I was an adult before I began to really appreciate that mm-hmm. idea. There's so many amazing things on this planet that you can marvel at their current existence. But when you think about what causes these things to happen, is open yeah. up an entirely new perspective on things and how I wish to goodness I had gone to a museum in the third grade and understood this concept. I mean, brilliant stuff and this power of play. Mm-hmm. What I hope you guys are thinking about is it's important to understand the power of play, but mm-hmm. that should never end. For most most adults, that process ends. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why life is a chore to get through. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope that, that we all understand the power of play and that that, that process really should never end. So Right. Talk more about how an experience like you would have at this museum, how that supplements what should be your typical traditional classroom. I mean, it's so critical. Elaborate on that. Right. So everything in the museum is what we call scaffolding. So when you walk into our museum diner, which is one of our more popular spaces, there is something in there that works for a child who is two and a third grader. So the two-year-old is learning role play and they're maybe waiting on their mommy or dad and taking notes. And so they're feeling what it feels like to be a waitress. And then a third grader is like adding up and charging their parents for the plastic food they're getting. But that's math. That's economics. That's stuff you learn in school. So there's this whole layering and we align everything with the Georgia performance and developmental standards so that if a teacher walks in with the school class we can tell them exactly how they are meeting their standards, how they are learning, and it all lines up. It doesn't take away the fun because the kids don't know that part, but we know that it really is solid and supports what children are learning in school. Mm, great stuff. And that's so important. It makes it yes. so much easier for the educator as well. It, uh, it does make it easier for the teacher. Yeah. Well. And it's it's fun to have fun. You know, I like to learn... Yeah. I guess I'm kind of an active learner too. I like to earn, you know, learn by, you know, I'll watch people, but I think you learn better doing it or interacting with it. So that's so cool. Um, well, you've got this fantastic permanent collection. Talk to us about what's included in that. Okay, so we have, I mentioned our, our diner earlier. We have a whole farm to table section where you can milk our cow and then you can go to the grocery store and it follows the whole path of the food until it gets to the table. One of our very popular section, it's so much fun for the kids to go through and they shop like mom or dad in the store. And then we also have a a section really for our younger children. We have our Leaping into Learning, which is a pond sort of backyard setting where the kids can go fishing and they can catch fish, but it's also early science learning. And we also have a climber for them. And one of the things that's very important for children that age range is that sort of that safe danger space. So where they can climb to the top of the treehouse and they're away from mom and dad, but they look out the window and then there is their adult person right there. So they've had a little bit of independence, but in a safe way. One of our other favorite things in the museum, we have a gateway to the world exhibit. And um, due to COVID, up until just this last month, it has been closed, our climber. 
and it is now open again. We still limit who's going in. And I want to mention that we are continuing to be very, very safe and masks are required for visitors ages two and up just to be because our age range cannot yet be vaccinated. So I just want to mention that we are very careful of our our children. But the climber is this fun thing where the kids can go up. And again, it's that safe danger where you can get up two stories and see mom and dad down to below. But it's also a hidden learning thing. So as you're climbing up the climber, you're using, you're connecting, making connections between the right and left side of your brain as you get to the top and, and reinforcing those connections. We also have our stage area, which is one of the places we do fabulous storytelling and exciting science experiments. Every hour on the hour, you can see something new and fun happening. And then we have our arts section, which has a sand table on where you can paint on the wall. And our most popular exhibit is our giant ball machine, which includes the six simple machines that are in every complicated one. And that one is has been, ever since we opened, one of our most popular spaces. It has all these different access points. You can play with it and get different outcomes. It is just insanely popular. Wow. To be. I, I had forgotten all the great stuff that you guys have there on, on permanent display. And, you know, this notion of helping these kids understand the path on this farm to table. I think I was 43 when I finally <laughs> understood that. Well, you know, I, I, I joke about it, but if you understand that as a child, it gives you an entirely different perspective on food and an appreciation and respect for it. And then you don't want to waste it. And then maybe you're not like me, who as a kid thought vegetables were punitive, you know, and, and not an amazing thing to appreciate and respect. So that's yeah. Uh, I could I have comment about everything you do because of the importance it has. Um, and there's probably a reason why you do just that stuff. So amazing. Yeah. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you. Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678 898 3540. I think you also have an, another new exhibit, uh, Rube Goldberg, around that. So yeah, uh, I'm so, intrigued to hear about that. Tell us about that one, too. Yeah. So this is really fun. We're very excited about this exhibit. It, it opened September 18th. It is coming to us from the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh. It is based on Rube Goldberg, who was a cartoon artist who actually drew all these amazing, crazy machines. He made over 50,000 cartoons in his lifetime, which kind of boggles my mind. And they have built out some of these designs and machines. And they've also got some spaces where the kids create their own Rube Goldberg machines. So it's fun. It's experimental, but it focuses on that play piece. So it's one of those, it's also one of those funny things where why do something in a simple way? Let's make it really complicated. <laughs> so they have a cleaning interactive, which requires balls and levers and brooms flying through the air and a music one where a plant makes these chimes go before it tilts down and causes something else to happen. It is just going to be a lot of fun. It is a very thoughtful exploration as well underneath of social emotional learning of trying something once. If it doesn't work, try it again. No harm, no foul. I think that's the thing that we forget. And certainly as parents, we tend to forget that our kids don't 
shouldn't have everything perfect. They should try again and again and learn that persistence and the fun of persistence and the fun of keeping and trying it. This exhibit is all about that. It has some wonderful interactives. It also comes with some fabulous artwork from the artists from Rube and also a great children's book. So you can see some of that. And the kids can be their own artists in their art studio and design their own machines and take it home. So it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be with us till January. So we hope people will come on down, experiment, and take their time in the exhibit and really enjoy it. The other thing we have opening that weekend that we're very excited about and plays right into Rube Goldberg is our new interactive space called Innovation Station. We are going to be teaching children the design engineering process where you come up with a problem, you try to solve it, you make it, you design it, you build it. If it doesn't work, you try again, you share it with others, and it's a group thing. This is going to be an ongoing space where we'll have all these different problems for kids to solve and have fun with. And we are really excited that it is opening to, again, work on those, not only the engineering skills and learning about engineering, but also persistence, trying again, sharing, communicating with others, and solving problems. You know, we're very excited about that. I'm excited about that too. I think that the thing that we don't teach well in our society today is that failure is okay. You know, you look at these entrepreneurs out there and everybody in the tech space and how many times, you know, how many tries do you get before you get it right? And it's actually interesting. And I wish I could remember who this is because it's the best story. And, And it may be someone famous, but I once read about a family that the father every day when the kids came home from school, he's like, well, what did you fail at today? What did you mess up today? What did you, you know, not do well with? And they celebrated their failures because his belief was you had to fail to learn and to learn to do it right. And so many people are just so scared to try because they don't want to fail. Yes. So, so thank you for teaching that because I think that's crucial and that's a critical path of you know, learning to strategize and learning to think and learning to figure out what works and what doesn't. So... Yeah, so we're we're very excited. So when you have a chance, I hope you all come down and I'll take you on a tour and show you how it is, how it works. Absolutely. Well, speaking of tours, Mm -hmm. any tips for visitors? What should first-time visitors know? Sure, I mentioned the masks. So the best place to find out what you need to know on the day of is go to our website, childrensmuseumatlanta.org. All the information is there. In September, we have our session days broken into two sessions. So you can come in at 9.30 or you can come in at 1.30 and stay as long as you want. There's lots of parking around the museum. So look for parking apps and they will help you find the closest location and just come down and have fun. So but really our website, it will tell you the new programs happening that day. We have special events ongoing. Depending on when you're coming, you need to check our website and see whether we've got an outside guest coming in or what cool activity we're doing that day. You're also the director of education. Talk about there are exhibits at a museum that you can go to and see and experience, but I imagine you also offer additional educational opportunities. Uh, summer's behind us now, but there's probably summer camps and there's probably way if I'm, if I'm a school principal and I hear this and I say, wow, I want to incorporate this somehow for my students. Is right. there a way for a school to plug in and get their kids involved in this thing some way, shape or form? Walk us through some high level uh, uh, opportunities here. Absolutely. So we have lots of opportunities for schools and for parents inside the museum. I mentioned the Innovation Station, but we also have a science bar where the kids do experiments all the time, as well as our art studio. But in addition to that, we have currently got on-the-go programming. So we can go out to your school, either in person or virtually. We aren't going out in person until after September 27th, again, covid But the virtual programs are great. They are fabulous. We send supply boxes with our virtual programs so that they have the whole thing they need to do them. 
All of our programs are designed to be fun, educational, language and literacy rich, and also just playful. So it's a really exciting thing that teachers and schools can log, can log into. We also occasionally do educator trainings for early childhood educators. So that's something we'd send out and post. And if you want to be on our educators mailing list, I think there's a link on our website. You can do that. There's a lot of fabulous ways educators can connect with the museum. Yeah, no um, and we're it. hoping in the spring, maybe there'll be field trips again. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's obviously not under our control. Way to 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 do it, you know. And and if there's if there is anything positive that's come out of this pandemic, is Mm -hmm. is that institutions such as yours have kind of figured out the the virtual education game and and learned what's possible and Mm -hmm. realized that oh, we can reach a lot of people this way that might not ordinarily be able to come to the bricks and mortar museum. So that's that's exciting stuff too. Yeah. All right. Well. Every time we have you guys on the show, I, I'm trying to envision a way that I could just tank the regular educational system and just make people come to you all day long. What, what, what a, what there a, you go. <laughs> what come a here all day, to, yes. To, to, to learn. How exciting is that? Before we let you go, Karen, mm-hmm. uh, uh, everything we've talked about, all of these exhibits, the new exhibits, the permanent exhibits, all this education, ways for people to support the work that you're doing Uh in terms of financially uh, donating to the effort. Uh, you guys don't do this out of the goodness of your heart. This, no. this amazingness and this costs, <laughs> well, yes and costs no. money. So where do people go to be able to, to learn about all this and, and get involved and help? Well, thank you. So again, on our website, we have a large donate button at the top. So anything you all can give us, we are a nonprofit. And a lot of people think nonprofits get a ton of government support. That is not the case. So we are very dependent on private donations, corporate and foundation donations to help support our work. So yes, please get involved. And eventually, if you're interested in volunteering, we hope to revive our volunteer programming and have folks on the floor. And hopefully by next summer, if your guests have teenagers and they're interested in volunteering and getting community service hours, we will be able to do that as well, hopefully by next summer. So everybody keep your fingers crossed. But thank you again. And we really, truly appreciate our every single one of our donors. It matters so much to us when people give and support our work. I do want to mention that some of those donations go to support outreach work in underserved communities. It helps us let people in for free who can't afford to come here. Um, and it helps us to go out to schools and child care centers who don't have the fund, the, the amount of money to come to the building, who really need this learning through play to support their children. Mm, great stuff. Karen Kelly, the Director of Exhibits and Education with the Children's Museum of Atlanta. Karen, once again, thanks for making some time to join us. Uh, Congratulations on on these amazing new exhibits and full of gratitude for the important service you're providing to our kids. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always nice to talk to y'all. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schneck. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. 
Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.